0: So the immediate use case that might come to mind is you could be on a decentralized marketplace for NFTs. Traditionally, you need to create a MetaMask with private keys, kind of understand what that liability looks like. All that's kind of like yucky to, to some traditional mainstream users. We have the ability to take your fiat payments and interact directly with that smart contract on your behalf and just shoot out the asset wherever you want us to.
1: This episode of Today at Ember, Jason and myself interview... Head of Crypto Strategy for Wire, Jamal. We have an amazing discussion coming off the heels of what is the biggest news following Bitcoin 2022 down in Miami, which I happen to attend. Then being acquired by Bolt for $1.5 billion. We discuss highlights of the conference, the big discussion on Web3, what Wire plans to do with future integrations on certain blockchains, and how our relationship with them when it comes to Ember is integral and what we see moving forward. We discuss those topics and more. I hope you guys enjoy the show. Today at Ember, its hosts Rob Veloci and Jason Dominique and their guests are not financial advisors unless otherwise disclaimed. The content on today at Ember is for educational and entertainment purposes only, and merely cite their own personal opinions. Know that all investments involve some form of risk. Please work with an investment professional. And now, on to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Today at Ember. I am your host, Rob Velozzi, joined with my co-host and co-CEO of the Ember organization, Jason Dominique. Jason, how are you doing today, buddy?
2: Fantastic, Rob. Nice to have you back uh, from that Bitcoin 2022 conference.
1: Yes, absolutely. It was really fun and exciting. In fact, one of our special guests that we have here today, I was fortunate enough to meet with him and a lot of his colleagues um, at a wire party, which, you know, it it was really nice of them to have me invited and make me feel really special and at home as we talked about last week's episode. And I'm sure, Jason, you're just as excited to have him as a guest on here today as well. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I mean, You know, this this pandemic has made as much, you know, doing business or uh, collaborating and uh, your own team, it's made things uh, a little bit hard for human connection. So we've been interacting with uh, their team for quite some time now, I would say almost like six months. And uh, you were the lucky one, Rob, obviously, to get to meet them. But uh, hopefully next time around, I'll be able to uh, shake hands and uh, Pat on the backs and uh, meet in person. But yeah, this is the best we can get right now. And I think um, we're going to take advantage of it. And uh, yeah, looking forward to this conversation with Jamal.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really, really lucky to just do out of pure vicinity luck that I happen to live here in Miami. So I get to draw the, the short straw to be able to meet with them. And for those of you who are not familiar, WIRE is a, you know, one of our you know, future partners and we've been working closely with them. We're very excited. Jamal, who we're bringing on, is director of crypto strategy. so it's a big get for us. He's really excited to be on here. i like him to introduce to, uh, to the rest of the community, and I'm sure he has some exciting news for us as well. Some big things happened the last week with WIRE, and we can't be more happy to introduce him to all of our communities. Jamal, hello, sir.
2: Hey, team. How are you guys? Yeah, fantastic, man. Nice to see
0: you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
2: So let's begin. First things first. So how, how did you find yourself in, in the middle of this great transition to Web3, you know, with WIRE and everything?
0: It's been a long transition and I've been working in crypto for, for quite some time. So it's been great to see the, the ecosystem change so rapidly. But I mean, I believe very, very strongly in what Web3 is trying to accomplish and just crypto is trying to accomplish as a whole. So yeah, I'm excited to, to not only be part of the vision, but also help you know developers and other people jump into that that vision as well and actualize what they want to do web3 is the future and we're just excited to see it kind of grow where it is
1: yeah great awesome um, and you're in a great position too as well do you want to give us a little bit of an idea of your background too as well how you became up we're looking at your linkedin and your resume it's pretty impressive you're a young guy but you i think that uh, your resume speaks for itself but for those that don't know you want to get like a little a quick introduction of where you come from and what you do on the team
0: yeah, absolutely. So I'm I'm the head of crypto strategy. My team's responsibility is just making sure we integrate the latest and greatest, uh, the, the most valuable assets for our developers. So integrating new blockchains, integrating new assets, new protocols, and even non-asset related integrations too, like our ability to interact with smart contracts or NFTs or NFT custody and, and integrations of the like. I've been working in crypto for about five years, I've been involved in the space for quite some time uh formerly i'm uh, i'm a square so i was at square for a period of time and then before that i also led bd at another crypto payments company called bitpay so kind of saw the uh the web3 evolution kind of start and grow rapidly from there and kind of had to jump to a company that that was really empowering those developers so here i am at wire
2: fantastic i love that i also saw that i mean there's there's this big thing coming out right now which is sort of a uh, tickling sort of my my inner not like but this LimeWire thing, I saw you were on the board as well. And a lot of people, they they don't even know that it's coming back. But I think you have some form of, not responsibility, but yeah, I mean, there's this, that bit. But Wire is also involved in, in this uh, coming back.
0: Yeah, it's been great. Uh, so the, the LimeWire team reached out maybe about a year ago, just kind of saying that they recently acquired the brand. It was just, you know, a nostalgic age-old brand. There are two tech entrepreneurs that have been really prolific in the space. So they just see the vision. They kind of see the the goal that they have there. They want to bring back the true democratization of music. So they want to enable these creators to come in and reach audiences that they haven't ever reached before um, and empowering them to do it with proper you know royalties and proper uh, allocation of assets and whatnot. I'm just excited to be involved, uh, but more importantly, um, I gave them a good about a, a good amount of advice early on into the 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 growth of the platform and then like architecting out what it looks like and was kind of involved in the actual decisions on which crypto blockchains to choose what assets to support how to support those assets but they've come a long way I mean they've grown tremendous I mean they they obviously have a lot of credit that's for sure uh, but <laughs> <Yep>.
1: <laughs> yeah it brought back memories when I saw that I couldn't believe it I was like wow yeah. oh, I'm, I'm old enough to remember that
2: <laughs> yeah that that's a great era so I mean obviously we're looking forward to what they'll do. It's nice to see that it's kind of this generation, which is our generation, which is, you know, the one leading everything that that is sort of coming right now. And sometimes when you look through the era, you know, our generation is, you know, I remember Rotary phones. I remember maps. I remember you know, real physical things. And now we're talking about web three and, you know, these crazy things and NFTs and it's massive. And, you know, my, my daughter's eight years old and she doesn't know any of that. She doesn't even know like a real phone, what it is and knowing someone's phone number, like all those sorts of things. So it's really fantastic that our generation is sort of the one that yeah, is leading the front on this uh, migration. And uh, yeah, that's a,
0: that's really exciting. The rate of innovation is kind of crazy, too, if you think about it. I mean, if you take a step back when it comes to financial innovation, you're talking about people getting comfortable with putting money on debit cards. That took nearly 50 years before it really came out to be a standard. And we're talking about crypto was created maybe 12 years ago, right? And the entire space has grown double, triple in that time frame. Um, Just ridiculous, ridiculous growth. So I don't know. It's exciting to be part of something so electric and so, so fast moving. But it will definitely change the future and generations to come.
1: Well, when you're talking about growth too as well, and I don't want to sound too redundant because last week we did a little bit of a special being live from the Bitcoin 2022 conference. That's where you and I met up a lot with your colleagues there at Wire. You guys do an amazing party. It was fantastic. I know we were all complaining about the restaurant's AC because I think we just, I don't think we were expecting as many people to show up to that, uh, to that event as much as we thought. And it was just massive in the sense of how large the actual conference itself was. I believe the last one they did was pre-pandemic. So the difference between what they did then and what they did now and the presence of traditional finance and how that's changed. And the biggest one as well is is Web3. I just... But I want to know what your thoughts on, with the, on on that was and seeing some of the bigger players trying to enter into the space and, and how WIRE relates to that.
0: Yeah, I think the first one they threw was in 2019. And I remember going back in in San Francisco and it was maybe like a thousand people. Just, you know, like a smaller room and a bunch of one main stage and a bunch of speakers. And obviously the the, the hefty conversation there was Bitcoin. Maybe a little bit of Bitcoin cash if we remember some of that too. But really this whole concept of like smart contract-based dApps, Web3, NFTs, it was all just like loosely sprinkled in there. So you really saw that like explode from 2019 to 2020. And now it's become the dominating sector of crypto, right? I would say NFTs probably as of now is is one of the hottest, most fastest growing spaces within the crypto sector. And just reflected within all the crypto crypto conferences. So it's not only Bitcoin 2022, you're also looking at NFT NYC, which used to be one of the smallest conferences in crypto a couple years ago, now one of the largest. And you're seeing
2: yeah, this autumn, uh, the one that just happened, it was just massive, like celebrity-driven. It's like pretty exciting stuff. But I think beyond what people, and I think we need to sort of maybe touch base on this really quickly, you know, the 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 mass knowledge around NFT is very much sort of this collectible type of approach with pictures and, you know, art, et cetera. But, you know, beyond that, the true sort of potential of nft the non-fungible token it's so much more than that you know now we're talking about it but probably in in, in a year's time it's going to be in everyone's sort of real life like the power of real on-chain sort of ownership of things from i can easily imagine your seasons past to go see hockey to even potentially like your ownership of your house you know, things as simple as that.
1: Yeah, it's not just profile pictures of, yeah, um, exactly. of primates, you know.
2: <laughs> so around this, um, I'm curious. Uh, and for those who did not know, this this show was planned a couple weeks and probably even months before. Uh, but it so happened that the timing was perfect because last week you guys announced something truly remarkable, you know, in in, in the space, which is the largest and you know it's 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 unprecedented. So the Bolt acquisition. Uh we're not going to deep dive on this because I'm sure you know you, you and, and it's it's already out there and most of it has been said. But I just like to hear your take on what does it mean for wire and the crypto space in general, this uh this move.
0: I think it's great. Like Bolt's such a, a household name, a reputable name in the space. And they really, really do a great job of of dominating and democratizing the e-commerce and payments world, very closely aligned to our vision of what we want to do in the crypto space as well. So bold to just having that payments expertise and that democracy first kind of mindset just closely aligns with what we want to do. So we're really excited. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff still being figured out and things that are kind of being worked out as far as the edges go. but. Overall, we're really excited to partner up with the team. There's a lot of synergies that we see immediately, but there's also a lot of synergies that we see in the long run with Bolt really just going all in into crypto. Wire will eventually become part of Bolt as part of the acquisition, but you'll see a lot of this this overlap between things like their one-click checkout, which is becoming an ultra-hot item in the e-commerce space, and our crypto capability as well. So there's conversations about things like one-click purchasing for crypto. One-click purchasing for NFTs, one-click purchasing for things like smart contract interaction functionalities that we've been working out for the fiat and the crypto side, combined with some of their expertise on the payment side, just a lot of synergies and a lot of really good things for the space overall.
2: Now, I'm I'm going to challenge you a little bit on what you just said because I just want to make sure I understood well when you said Wire is going to be in bold. Did you mean that? Are, are you guys and I don't need you to confirm or anything like that, but. Is, does that mean that the brand is going away and there's going to be sort of like you're going to be fully integrated and it's going to become sort of a a, a department at Bull, uh, sort of an area of business and the wire brand is sort of going to, going to be
1: engulfed? Yeah, as opposed to being a subsidiary.
0: Obviously, like things are still being worked out. And we're we're working with their leveling team now to over the next six months to probably figure out the best way to to kind of move forward and what the path forward looks like. But yeah, at the present time, the current conversation is about wire becoming bolt crypto to operate completely independently underneath the bolt leadership.
2: Awesome. That's exciting. You know, I, I'm I'm not gonna say bad things about it. I'm just saying, you know, right now our partnership and the discussions we've been having with Wire, I'm just wondering if it's gonna become sort of a bold conversation with the same people. But yeah, it's it's really exciting. I mean, for us, we're only seeing really, really positive, you know, stuff out of this because as you know and this is where i see the synergies and i think obviously you see it as well you know the team at wire is that what we're focusing on is really unlocking the defi space with there's things that we can't talk about but we're working on you know this this great payment platform but it's truly the bit that you guys don't touch which is everything after and this is where i can see sort of the full flow from you know, from Bolt to DeFi beyond, you know, those layer one coin, because, you know, that's done, in my opinion. But everything beyond that is such a an uncharted territory where there is so much innovation, there is so much growth. You know, entrepreneurs these days, they're really focusing on these side side chains, you know, everything layer two, everything that's on what we would call the application layer or the user and layer, transactional layer, whatever you want to call it. And that's truly where, in my book, things are happening and where also there is the still incredible amount of friction. It's absolutely mind-bending how the space is still able to thrive under those circumstances. And I think that this partnership that you're having, well, beyond partnership, you know, this acquisition, what it means for us it's it's really really you know exciting to have this full flow of mass adoption cuz that's really the goal like how can we bring on this this web 2 into web 3 and the only way you can do it is to mimic web 2 in a sense like how can you make web 3 accessible it's basically it's it's an easy answer it's to make it the same
0: <laughs> no i mean that exact vision is is what what drives WIRE in kind of our quest for making sure that these complex infrastructure, these complex pieces are are a little bit more accessible. I mean, WIRE's vision, WIRE's goal is to really onboard the masses into crypto, the next billion people into the crypto ecosystem. And at this point in time, you're seeing so much innovation, but it's so deep in the blockchain space that there are a couple of people left behind, right? And that's where WIRE is coming in to allow this true interoperability between the two worlds, right? Like I call it blockchain whiplash. Like you don't know where to put your assets or what to look at at what point in time because everything's really cool, right? There's, this is cool for this. This is cool for this. And then taking smart contract infrastructure, you have DApps that are coming out left, right, and center with really, really cool functionality. But again, there's just so much of a disconnect as to where do I go? What do I look at? So that's where Wire is really kind of doubling down. Let's just say that. I mean, we we think that the smart contract infrastructure and the ability to interact with it and bridging the gap between the two worlds is one of the most important functions that we can do. We're currently working on a solution that allows you to take your traditional fiat, so like whether it be funds on a debit card, funds on a bank account, whatever it is, and take those funds and interact directly with smart contracts to execute what you want to without the need of private keys or anything in between. Again, reducing that friction as much as possible.
1: No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to say, well, I think that's what's great about that, that you guys are leading the charge, is that in the crypto space, your are a household name to us and other people that are involved in this sector. But outside of the sector, though, you know, it's, it doesn't have the same traction level that something, let's say, PayPal does. But I think that, and I don't want you to get too much back into bulk because I have some other questions for you as well, but by having them being, you know, with this acquisition brings a level of credibility, not only to what you guys are doing, what your future plans are, but also to how it integrates with an organization like ourselves, when it comes to what our plans are, when it comes to checkouts some of the other products and services we're going to be using, to have the name like Bolt now being a partner, it gives so much more impactful to those that are looking for something that's, that's trying to distinguish themselves from a space that, you know, there, like you said, there's so many projects that sometimes it can almost feel oversaturated.
0: A hundred percent, right? Like We have the same exact vision, and that's why we think with this kind of partnership with Bolt, we now have the ability to provide these people the tools to go in and choose their their platforms that they want to interact with without any of these difficult obstacles or friction that comes along with that, right? I mean, Bolt's got so much infrastructure on the, the user side and our robust infrastructure on the crypto side really kind of bridges the gap between those two and makes it really easy for people to jump into the ecosystem, which is, again, the goal for all of us at the end of the day.
2: So I have this question uh, around, you know, bridging the gap again, and uh, I'm, you know, we're obviously in, in discussion around how do we extend this bridge all the way to, you know, these side chains, and you guys have been working extremely hard on, you know, avalanche mostly as of recently, and I'd really like you to touch base on what does it mean. For Wire and also obviously specifically for the crypto community to have this bridge extend all the way to the side chain, and I know that BSC is on the pipeline, Solana, etc. But what does it mean, and what will it unlock? I know what it unlocks for Ember, but if you could, you know, uh, touch base on that.
0: I mean, yeah, like like we we mentioned earlier, there's just so many projects in so many different protocols, all with a unique set of pros and cons that it starts to get important to have one kind of solution to allow you to jump between multiple multiple different protocols there. Things like layer twos, things like other alternative layer ones, other chains that we're looking at, side chains, different other solutions there. All of these have different, like we said, pros and cons. And Wire thinks that it's important to enable developers to to pick and choose. Not only pick and choose which one they want, but allow the interoperability between those choices as well. So it's it's definitely part of our roadmap to add a number of different protocols, including different blockchains, different sidechains, layer two solutions. Also things like uh, different assets on these chains to allow interoperability within that ecosystem as well. So major focus for us. Again, we think that onboarding the next billion people into crypto requires that interoperability between fiat and crypto. But again, that's the crypto side. We're also doing the same amount of work on the fiat side, right? We want, people locally in Nigeria to be able to take their Naira in their local bank account and interact with an app to be able to buy crypto assets or custody those crypto assets or receive funds back to their bank account. And that requires a, an incredible amount of work and teams, teams, teams of people to go out to all these local jurisdictions and build those relationships and set up that infrastructure as well. So it's both sides of the coin. But again, it's bridging those two, two worlds that we think is super, super important to bring this next wave of people into crypto.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um... I'm, I'm so focused on crypto that I forget that there is obviously this on-ramp and the off-ramp part of, of, of wire. And this brings me back to something that, um, you know, uh, Jack Dorsey said recently when he was going to Africa, like this, he met with uh, some companies over there, some startups specifically in transportation. And he was saying that is so complex, the cross border sort of Moving money in the traditional banking system—that we need to absolutely look at alternative—and obviously, blockchain is is one of those, uh, based you know purely around the fact that there's no borders, but also the speed and yeah, the 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 fact that the currency, well, I mean, even though it's it's volatile, um, especially in this time and space right now, you know, volatility even on fiat can be pretty insane. That sometimes when you look at crypto, it's almost like a safe bet. But yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's true. It's true. I mean, we're, not, we're not going to dive into the,
0: the, the geopolitical the landscape of, in, in of Russia. But yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll bet on crypto over fiat all day. And, and yeah. just to
1: add to that, too, as well, I think what, and you, Jamal, you'll probably know more about this since, you, since you're, you are the head of crypto strategy is that, what is it, like a billion something people that don't have access to a traditional bank account? that they really this is where something like you and and bolt and 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 other currencies on the blockchain where they come into able to use because you know most people just have access to a very cheap cell phone they're you know in the middle of nowhere with not access to any traditional funds or any traditional type of banking
0: no 100% i mean personally that's one of the the biggest value props that brought me into the crypto ecosystem itself uh, this concept of of becoming your own financial institution right not needing to trust anyone else in america it's we forget about the luxury that is having very trustworthy financial institutions if you go to other parts of the world it's not Comparably not so trustworthy, trustworthy. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> on paper uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah but i mean that's that's what crypto's here for right at the end of the day crypto provides these unique individuals the tools to become their own financial institution the tools to manage their own finances and that's very very powerful in fact that's i think building block number 1 for true freedom at the end of the day so crypto and and the empowerment that comes with that, I mean, that's the the vision of what we're trying to support. We want to enable developers to reach all these people all over the world and empower them in their own unique way because everyone's got a unique vision of doing it. So we want to provide just the raw infrastructure and let the genius developers come in and decide how to actualize that vision. and And slowly, this kind of unified goal of getting everyone to become in charge of their own finances, to become their own bank, to become in in control of their own financial future. Hopefully that just kind of trickles down from the developer side.
1: So just to kind of bring it full circle too as well, since you you guys are so bullish, I'm not sure uh, when I was there with your guys' party, we were laughing with some of the other people that were invited, is that you guys had a menu that was there when it comes to products and services that literally I believe everyone there thought was a drink menu. So when they would so, so when they would pick it up and look at it, I mean, it would happened to me too as well. Of all the services and the stuff that you are going to, I'm assuming that this was already planned out months ago. When it comes to what basically, what was your roadmap prior to what the acquisition is happening there? And some obviously things will change, and and of course it's not official till some months down the line. Do you want to touch though on any any new products and services that Wire is going to be launching, some integrations to some new chains, what your future plans are? Like that I read on that menu that, um, you know, that you're going to be moving forward into? I know some of those things will change with Bolt, but some things you can comment on, etc.
0: Yeah, I thought the menu was super adorable. <laughs> so like, major shout out to our, our marketing team and our event team on that. I thought that was incredible. I don't think people appreciate it enough. Like, I, I thought it was awesome. To, I thought it
1: was awesome. I got one
2: yeah. of my bag over here. I only saw a picture of it uh, internally. And, uh, you know, I thought it was, it was really cool. Yeah,
0: it's a... I'll send you a copy, Jason. Yeah, I'll send Awesome. You a copy. I mean, I did hear more than a handful of people try to order the swaps API. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I thought that menu was great. That's definitely the suite of services that we have. There's a lot in the roadmap for sure that we're looking at. I mean, just to give you some perspective on the next couple of chains we're looking at. I mean, Near Blockchain is really interesting to us. Solana is obviously extremely interesting as well. From there, we're also looking at a couple of Layer 2 protocols. So we're not not bullish on layer ones, but you know, layer two is a really interesting place and we think a, a really important space at that too. So we're exploring a couple of those protocols, nothing quite set in stone. I'd say one really cool functionality that we're really heads down on is something we're, we're calling smart ramp, which is our ability to take the traditional fiat on-ramp infrastructure that we have, accepting your card as merchant on record, taking a bank payment from your local bank account, accepting crypto like Bitcoin, non-smart contract enabled currencies and transacting in smart contracts. So taking all these different payments from external sources and then being able to directly interact with smart contracts on behalf of the user. So the the immediate use case that might come to mind is you could be on a decentralized marketplace for NFTs. Traditionally, you need to create a MetaMask with private keys, kind of understand what that liability looks like. All that's kind of like yucky to, to some traditional mainstream users. We have the ability to take your fiat payments and interact directly with that smart contract on your behalf and just shoot out the asset wherever you want us to, whether it be to a custodial solution or not, right? So you have a really powerful mechanism now that feels very, very web two. So you can then onboard, you know, majority of the masses without, it feels familiar. There's no friction there, there's no liability there, um, at least on the front end, right? And we are able to take that traditional experience. And again, on on behalf of the user, interact with these smart contracts to execute these complex functions. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? You go from there into other decentralized protocols, maybe even decentralized games, and again, allowing the same functionality, right? Imagine being able to stake directly into a liquidity pool with your debit card or with your bank account, right? Without having to have that private key exposure. So different solutions like that, again, trying to bridge the gap between the mainstream world and bringing these next billion people into this cool new ecosystem that they're starting to hear about just confused about getting into.
2: Nice. I mean, I, I have many, many different questions right now that are just like going everywhere in my mind. The first one would be, so based on what you just said, where does the actual sort of like hypothetically, you go like the example, someone that's totally foreign to crypto hears about, let's say hypothetically, Amber, it's on a side chain and wants to buy it, goes on ramp. Where does the asset sit? I mean, he doesn't have a custodial, he doesn't have like a Coinbase account or anything like that, he doesn't have a MetaMask wallet. There's still this friction in the middle. Where will the asset sit?
0: I mean, you have, you have a couple options there, right? So you have integrations where you can have wire custody a certain amount of assets. Uh, Wire obviously is, is a, has a custody stack within our overall stack here, and we can custody a certain number of assets there. So wire could be the custodian. You can have other third parties come in and be the custodian. Uh, There are solutions out there that will custody NFTs for you, that will custody assets for you. There are non custodial solutions that you can spin up that make it really easy for you to build, uh, you know, like a, Self-custody solution for NFTs or self-custody solution for, for assets too. So the idea is like that flexibility to send to any one of these locations is the cool part, right? The ability for you to say, cool, I want it to buy MetaMask, that could work. Or I don't, I want it to go directly to a wire, or I don't, I want it to go directly to a non-custodial wallet that I've set up for someone else. Or I want to go directly to my friend because I'm buying him an NFT or something like that. that The possibilities are pretty endless there. It's the raw infrastructure that we're really excited about that allows, again, the most important thing is to empower the developers to come in with much cooler and smarter ideas than us and like nail that and knock that out of the park.
2: Would you say that Ember and our team is those developers, you know, uh, obviously, you know, you're not going to say crap about us, but I'm curious to know, you know, what's, what's your thought around what we're building and sort of the outlook of this partnership. We've been, you know, giving lots of praise of, of, you know, working with wire and the opportunity with bolt and all those sorts of things, but from an outside perspective, sort of what's the thought around, you know, checkout and these EVM compatible, you know, uh, all those chains that we're adding and creating this really seamless experience. Obviously, from the point right now, if we take wire outside of the picture, you still need to have this native token for that chain. But there's things coming out, you know, uh, in our roadmap for this. But still, what's your thoughts on what we're doing right now?
0: Oh, I love it. I think that you guys do one thing extremely, extremely well, which is that you have the ecosystem vision. That you are looking across all these different items and chains and protocols, and you unify that in a very unique way, right? Just like us, our visions are very closely aligned, right? Just like us, we want that interoperability. We want that one size fits all, make it as frictionless as possible for you to get the most amount of reach, right? And you guys do an extremely good job at that. Yeah. And I love... I mean, I'm a I'm a personal Amber user, of course. And I'm, I love using the platform. I can't wait to buy my assets through Wire uh, when we get integrated. But um, yeah, no, I, I love what you guys do. I think you guys are doing it right. And I think that it's very future-proof. It's very forward-thinking. And it's going to be very good. Well, hopefully, for us in the long run.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, everything that we're doing, we're doing it in... You know, we're like you say, you know, um, and the crypto space moves so fast that you have to think, even though it could change 20 times until then, but you still need to think about where you're going to or at least where you see yourself or the space in six to 12 months. And this is sort of the guiding light or your north star. And no matter what happens in the space, it needs to be sort of future proof in the sense that no matter what happens, you can still stay on that road. And this is exactly what we saw from the first conversation we had with your team, you know, with Johnny and, you know, the, the rest of, of, of the wire team that we've been speaking to is that we saw where we could meet. And we started at the end of that spectrum, and we knew you are at at that spectrum, and you're making your way here, and we're making our way here, and now we just need to sort of bridge that gap. And I feel that we're just months away, both on your end and our our end, to make them connect and have the full end-to-end experience that will make anyone just want to choose the asset they want and then just go and buy it. And it'll be as as mundane as anything. And that's the goal. It's really surprising because every time I talk about, you know, creating a frictionless experience, I compare it with like, it doesn't need to be flashy. You know, crypto is just, it's just a currency. You know, when they introduced Apple Pay, you know, in the modern e-commerce flow, they didn't change the whole flow because Apple Pay came in. You know, it's, it's just a currency. You don't have to reinvent the whole thing. You just have to add it in a choice.
1: I think also too, Jason, is to add as well is that um, not only do we have synergy when it comes to a vision and when it comes to the technology side of things, and we also get along on a personal level, but I think that as we were discussing and you were bringing this up, the level of taking Web2 as a guidance of what could be familiar to onboard as many new users as possible is something that Jason, Andrew, and everyone else in the Amber team, that was the vision from the beginning. And I noticed this as well when I was at the Bitcoin conference, just to kind of step back a little bit here too, I noticed a lot of people trying to reinvent the wheel. Is that, you know, there's a lot of projects or a lot of people where they were trying to take, they were so ingrained and so preconditioned into this crypto mindset that they're making things so overly complicated. And and and, and Jason says all the time, too, as we have discussions internally with our, with our All Hands Weekly that we talk about, is that simplicity is the hardest thing to do, to make it simple, to, to have the, 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 something very complicated happening in the background with the least fiction as possible. And I think that's why our partnership really lined up, because we really believe in the same idea of like, we don't need to, you know, there's a lot of complicated things happening in the background, but we don't need to create more barriers for people, you know, and even just visually when it, coming to about, you know, when it comes to design language and continuity and, and these things. I mean, there were some booths that I was at during the conference where I was looking at hieroglyphs and, you know, the people trying to describe it to me, it seems like they didn't even really understand exactly it was so complicated. No,
0: you're right. I mean, I think that there's a, a widespread, too much complication more than anything else. I mean, the, I think that the community is smart. And sometimes that that over amount of intelligence can get in the way of just like truly allowing the people to come in and grow and, and kind of see how the, the current ecosystem works. I love it and I hate it at the same time. I love it because you know the, the space is growing so incredibly rapidly and you see so much innovation coming out of different places. And it truly is like a, a frictionless environment on that side of the world, right? These developers, they really feel this non-exclusionary environment. And that's amazing. But at the end of the day, they're moving so fast that people are getting left behind, right? And that's where we feel like we need to step in a little bit more and provide kind of that, that bridge, just like you guys do, right? Like bridging some of these traditional players that don't understand complex smart contracts, complex dApps and things like that, allowing them the ability to enter the ecosystem and play the game, right? Without needing to know that stuff. Slow and steady, but, you know, we're just getting started.
1: Johnny even said too, and well, when I was discussing with him face-to-face when we we're talking, is one thing and even brings out while well, speaking to you and everyone else on the team, and it's something that differs from your organization to others is the level of approachability. To be able to speak to you guys, to talk to you guys where, where, where you feel like human beings, um, not to call out you know, any other projects that I've had discussions with or even your team might have in the past of where I don't know if it's more of an ego thing or trying to seem like the smartest person in the room or what that level of barrier to you know, where there's sort of like an elitism about it a little bit. But you guys don't have any of that. You guys are super approachable. I think we try to do the same thing here at Ember. I mean, Jason's a big fan of that as well.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of just being approachable,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> being a person, <laughs> being a person. It's not. It's not a, it's not a hard a thing, you know. <laughs> it's,
0: it's not the worst in the world. I'll be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, I agree with you. Like, um, a lot of the space has grown so rapidly. Like, not only in terms of numbers, but also like in the terms of wealth and just like financial success. And that makes that makes a weird dynamic sometimes. I'd say there's like a massive group of people that. That are still true to crypto and are still approachable, even, you know, given the circumstances. But there is a massive group also outside of it that's, you know, just overcomplicating things and becoming a little bit elitist. But again, like that doesn't bring the next billion people into crypto. I think focusing on the the bottom half is the most important one. And again, these like these ground up developers that really build and, and bring the ecosystem on their shoulders. I think that's where where we need to be spending our most, most amount of time. And you have to be very open and non-exclusionary to do that. Slow and steady work, but you know, it's, the, it's the righteous way to do it.
1: I do want to say, just to kind of build up on that real quick, Jamal, what you said about being able to bring in as many projects as possible. I think one of the things that you guys were so, and not to toot our own horn here, so impressed by is that when it comes to implementing the checkout of the builder that we've created on how easy it is to integrate into a project's website... I think that when it came to your team and I, you guys were extremely gracious, I felt you guys, you know, made me feel like a superstar while I was there. You guys took really well care of me. Everyone was very happy to meet me. And when I was able to show them and other projects of what we're doing with the builder and how easily wire will be integrated into that as well to be able to put on there, I really believe that, you know, this system is something that's going to really change a huge part of the segment of the industry. And now with having Bolt behind you guys and seeing you guys as a partner, uh, I think this is going to be an amazing combination moving forward. A hundred
0: percent. Yeah. Equally as bullish. I think this is like the next phase of the chapter here. This space is has just gotten so hot that like NFTs and things like that, that are bringing in so many different masses like DeFi is like the next natural landscape for some of these people to jump into. Uh, we're looking at a number of solutions in that. We're partnering up with people like yourselves. You guys are great partners. We love working with you guys. Again, on a personal level and and professionally as well. We just really are bullish on what you guys are building. So... Yeah, we're just excited. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff coming, and and Bolt is all in behind us, and we're excited to see what what that can let us do. We just have ideas everywhere, and we're just excited to be able to execute even better.
2: Yeah, sometimes it's uh, and this is the one thing I try to remember and bring back into a, a constant sort of focus. Is you know the hardest thing right now is 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 to be too greedy in regards to doing too many things at once. And when you're in a space like this one, where everywhere you look, there's a new business. Like everywhere you look, you're like, we could do this, we could do that, we could do this, we could do that. And just to remind yourself to always be laser. And this is the hardest thing and to remain, and I, you know, obviously I appreciate the the you know the good things that you just said about us. And I'm happy that from the outside, people can recognize that we're doing one thing and we're doing it extremely well. And I think this is right now the hardest thing to do is to not be all over the place and be like all these other projects out there. And they want to be this, that, and left, right, center, forward. And first thing you know, it's, yeah, it's like this Frankenstein and you just don't know where's the value proposition anymore. So yeah, right, like this, we have a few things coming up and I can't wait for us to, to sit down because it's been too long and hearing what you guys are working on and what we're bringing to the space, uh, next in the next, you know, couple of months and quarter. I think this, this is truly exciting. So I know you have something coming up in the next, you know, 10 minutes. So, uh, I feel, you know, we, we probably need to wrap this up, but it's been, uh, really nice to have you. And, uh, this is truly exciting. Uh, thanks for coming on, uh, Jamal.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much, buddy. And we hopefully we can have you as a guest soon. We have some big things coming up. Jason can't wait to tell you. He won't even tell me cause he's, ex- he's afraid I'll spill yeah, the beans I, on I don't trust you. <laughs> he, thinks <I'll, laughs> he thinks I'll spill the beans on air cause I get too excited <laughs> about what's going on. So. But we'd love to have you back as a guest, man. Absolutely. It's been a real pleasure. And hopefully we can see you in person. Hopefully Jason can can join us all together and we'll, we'll definitely kick it back.
0: Yeah, no, thanks for having me. It's just always a pleasure to hang with you guys and just super pumped for what we're doing together.
1: Awesome. Fantastic. It's been a real pleasure, but Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thank you to the community, guys. Take it easy now. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Today at Ember. If you like the show, please rate and review. You can find us on all of the major podcasting platforms. You can also tune in to our live stream on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Thanks again for listening and see you on the next episode.